Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. against the Wiley Pirates. What 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 did you say? No. So here's the assumption is the reason why that word makes an ass out of you and me. On for see New Year's Day was Tuesday of last week. And the games for the Rowlett Eagles happen on Tuesday and Friday. Well, of course, they're not going to have a game on New Year's Day. That's just the way that it works out. But no one told me, or I guess I could have just easily checked the date, that they were going to play for this week only on Wednesday. I'm sure it was in the schedule. I am sure it was if I go to the Rowlett Eagles varsity basketball team, Max Preps, it had the date. I am sure. No, let me rephrase that. I was 100% positive. So I get up. I do a great pregame show for the Rowlett Eagles as they are taking on the Wiley Pirates. 45 minutes of you know, nonstop action in a pregame show. And what happens? Sonny walks in to Wiley High School where they were going to play and said, hi, my name is Sonny. I'm here to call the game for the Rowland Eagles. And the lady looked at me like I was from outer space or speaking Spanish or something. And she said, Rowland Eagles? I said, yeah, Rowland Eagles. So I hear at Wiley High School. I actually kind of did like that. I said, yeah, tonight. The Rowland Eagles here at Wiley High School. And she, of course, then she just smiled and grinned. It was actually kind of funny. Of course, I'm not, 
I am not getting across the comedy here, but she said, they played Wednesday night. And I looked at her like I, that I was completely lost, because I was, and I said, Wednesday? She said, yeah, they played Wednesday. So that assumption, you know, the ass of you, you make, the word assume makes an ass out of you and me. I, my assumption, I did assume that there was, this game was on Friday, right after the New Year. So needless to say, I was in the wrong place as the Rowlett Eagles had beaten the Wiley Pirates. Uh, they were actually in Garland. So there you go. You're all caught up on Friday night. Now, Friday, so fine, Friday. Now, yesterday, busy day for the Couch Potato Sports Show and me, Sonny Clark, personally, as I was up at the crack of dawn, had to go do some work, and then right after work, I headed over to SOAR Championship Wrestling. It's a little promotion right here in the Dallas area where they uh, go to the Dallas Elks Club. They also go to a place called Sports Garden in Capel, Texas. On the second or on the first Saturday, they are in the Elks Lodge, and then on the third or fourth weekend, they will be over at the Sports Garden with their promotion. And I am the voice of Sword Championship Wrestling right here on Blog Talk Radio, and I I just got to tell you something for all my loads that are out here, and for all my locals that like professional wrestling, for all my locals that love professional wrestling, guys, this is not the WWE. Let me just put that right out there. This is not Impact. This is not Lucha Underground. This is not New Japan. This is not uh, that new one that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are putting together. No. These are young guys trying to make it to that area. But it is headed by a former WWE tag team champion in Sir Mo. If you remember back in the 90s, Sir Mo was the assistant of Mabel, King Mabel. And I I just wanted to get this out here because the fact that the love of wrestling – you, if you don't go catch an indie show, you will be. You, I think you're missing out if you're a wrestling fan. I really do. I, I got to tell you, I've been to many promotions now. Well, no, let me rephrase that. I've been to one promotion, but many shows of this one promotion, where some of the local guys they bounce from uh, promotion to promotion, you know, to get time in the ring to have matches. And these guys, I'm not going to say they're just as good as those that are over in the WWE because, you know, training and things of that sort, that's what they're going through. That's what they're learning. And Sir Mo runs a, um, a wrestling academy called the Bumps and Bruises Academy. And this is their show stemming from that. So my... I, I will tell you, I am involved with that group. I am the, again, the voice of Sword Championship Wrestling, along with Trey Mack. Uh, you can catch all that. Um, I posted a lot of pictures from some of the talent. And then 
one of the one of the uh, ladies, I was like, uh, I was actually it was one of the organizers. I said, well, I gotta go get some pictures with the talent. And she looked at me and she goes, well, don't you know your talent? And, and it just didn't occur to me because I'm that much of a fan. And uh, so that was kind of nice. So, yeah, the talent was getting pictures with the talent, um, and I posted them all up on Facebook. It was it, it was a fun and wonderful time over at the Dallas Elks uh, Lodge. Now, again, not this weekend, but the weekend – or not this upcoming weekend that we're running into now since we just got over Friday and Saturday – Next, not next Saturday, but the Saturday after that, if you have the opportunity, if you can, get out to the Sports Garden in Coppell, Texas. These guys are amazing. I took a friend of mine that knew nothing about wrestling, and he just had a ball. And that's what it's all about, folks. It's, it, it, it's all about having fun. And it's all about getting smiles. It's all about taking your time away. And, of course, that's what this show is here on a Sunday morning. You know, my time, you know, for to recharge this old brain of mine. And, you know, it's my escape. And that is what's happening with Store Championship Wrestling. Not only that, all the work that we're doing. Now, let me give you a programming idea about what's going on for next weekend. Next weekend is I have two weekends that I have to fly out and go to, well, actually, I'm taking a bus on this one, but uh, going to Oklahoma City, actually Enid, Oklahoma, for Champions Indoor Football's winter's meetings that we have every year in January. So we are trying to figure out a way to do a show. Um, and I, with, with my heart wanting to do it, the busyness that I am going to have but there's a possibility we may be on. I just do not know what time. I just do not know if I will be able to do it based upon the work that I'm doing with champions indoor football to where I can break away and we can talk sports. So I will say as of right now, we will not be on air um, next week. And so I just wanted everybody to be ready and understand that. I've talked to Cuervo about it, so he knows what's going on. And so it, it is. So hey, Jeff, can we talk? Yeah, all right. I'm sorry, Joe. But this is the time when it does my business and what I do um, overtake some of the things that we like to do, which is the sports program, which, by the way, folks, February, I, I gotta actually look this up before I make that statement. Hit this button right here, and then go. How do I do this? Oh, I know. I go down here and hit that button. All right. Oh, that that didn't even do it. What's going on? Uh, is this? Well, what is this? Oh. See, I didn't ask for this. There we go. Hit that button right there. All right, and then go to here, and that is it. All right. So, folks, we are, today is the 6th. We are one month and 11 days away from our 10th anniversary here on the Couch of Taste Sports Show. So, 
unfortunately, the first show was just a complete and utter mess uh, because it was the first time I was using Blog Talk Radio. I actually had a hacker come through Blog Talk Radio. Now, I, I will I will bash Blog Talk Radio a lot if you listen to the show. But back in 2009, on February 17th, I was actually hacked through Blog Talk Radio. Now, granted, I didn't have the the uh, internet protection at that time because I mean that was I mean it was still early really in reality as far as internet is concerned, um, you know at least for Blog Talk Radio and all that stuff. So I uh, I hacked actually the first night. It was February 17th. 2009 at 10 p.m. I did a show at 10 p.m. Uh, back then. So that was one of the first shows. That was the first show. And then our really our regular first show happened on the 21st after that, you know, uh, four days later. But, and then, you know, it was all about sports. And that's what we've been doing for 10 years here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So I'm pretty excited about that. And folks, I don't. We're not going to have this great big celebration. Um, I, I just want. I will have one guest for our tenth anniversary show. It will be Tom McManus, which, by far, if you take away from Scott Hansen, Scott Hansen was my favorite interview that we have done in the ten years. And if you don't know who Scott Hansen is, he is the host of Red Zone, which just finally just went off this air uh, in week seventeen, just this past weekend. So that was my, but my favorite real guest who came on more than once, and we haven't had guests on the show in years now, but my, my favorite guest of all time was Tom McManus, former linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that I watch, and I knew of Tom McManus, and I just happened to, when I was looking around on the internet, just ran into him, sports talk radio, and boom, 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 and there we are, so 10 years later. We did this show. Now, uh, he was he was outstanding, and he was the man. So make sure you keep your eyes and ears open for that. I don't know if we're going to do the, the anniversary show on the 17th or the 10th year anniversary on the exact 10th year. I don't know. I am lucky to know what's going on next week. So make sure you keep an eye out there. Let me take a step back and make mention of something because I am going to take a quick break because Sonny needs his coffee. I mean, I, I, I went to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, guys. I, the dedication, I got up to do this show. So, but I have not taken the time out publicly to talk about something, and I want to preface what I'm going to talk about. Sword Championship Wrestling and those guys over there, they're great guys. These these guys work so hard at what they do. And as a person who is involved with it and what's going on, um, I have to give a great big thank you to them. I have to give out a great big thank you to the organizers of that, of course, that being Sir Mo and uh, Denise. These guys, first, first of all, for letting them, or letting me do what I do, which is not, which is nowhere close to a Michael Cole. 
but doing the commentary. I, you know, I just want to take this time because if it weren't weren't for them in this actual promotion of wrestling, I actually at one time wondered if I was ever going to know or feel happiness again. As I have not publicly made this statement, but I lost my father on November 4th. And I will tell you, last night, in reality, was the first time since he has passed away. I actually smiled and I had a good time. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. The Couch Potato Sports Show has always been a sanctuary for me. And don't get me wrong, because I love the show and it ain't going anywhere. Uh, but since my dad passed away, my, day, my days, I'm going to just tell you straight out. They've been filled with so much. They've been filled with so much insane sadness for me. I didn't know if I was going to be capable of enjoying myself again. I feel like I would want to have a good time. I was able to escape for a little bit. Nothing had been helping, even the show, even calling the basketball games to try to get me up and over the over the hump. And in fact. This show and calling sports in reality uh, took a dip in reality as far as my passion is concerned and my sanctuary because uh, it began to be work. Now, my show has never been all about work ever. I mean, all you got to do is go listen to uh, go listen to our program. It's not about work. It's about just having fun. And I'll I'll just say this about Sword Championship Wrestling. I don't know if I killed it as much as the talent did in that ring. But I I will say this. That is one great group over there. And I am not saying that they completely pulled me out of a hole, but they, they helped with the start. I actually forgot about my cares and woes and, and my sadness. Um, I don't want to say depression because I'm not depressed, but just the sadness that I've been feeling. They actually were able to take that away from me in the six and a half hours that I was there. Actually, I was there longer in reality. Let's see here. I would say say nine hours. And they were able to take me away from feeling like that to a feeling of happiness. Now, I, I don't know. You know, from from Andy Andy Miller, Trey Mack, Trey Mack being my sidekick, uh, Andy Miller being the ring announcer and backstage interviewer, uh, to the to the talent that kept having me go back to Sword Championship Wrestling, Dean Fleming, Southern Dandy, um, the Unholy, all those guys. I'm going to tell you right now, I was able to be able to not necessarily put my dad's death behind me, but it was a very nice step, and it was the first time I felt like Sonny Clark in a very long time. So I want everybody to know, especially if you are in this Dallas area, if you have the opportunity, I want you to please make the effort and make your way out to sword championship wrestling. 
not for me. You know, if you love wrestling, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. If you make the effort to go out there, you will not be unsatisfied. And I want to thank Sword Championship Wrestling first of all for having me on. I mean, it, it, the, the Bobby Horn, he Sir Mo saw us what we do, did on our football. He was watching this craziness that Bill Cerna and I, the eagle eye, Bill Cerna and I, were putting together. And I went to one of his shows, and I said, yeah, I would love to do this. He said, well, let's do it. So I want to thank him, Denise Jones as well, and all the talent over at Star or SOAR Championship Wrestling. Thank you very much for that. And thank you for at least being able for me to be able to kind of slide out a little bit and, and, and have a little happiness in my life. And I wanted to publicly say that and publicly thank them for, for everything that they've done. I'm going to take a quick break here on the Couch with Taste Sports Show. Folks, when we come back, it will be time we're going to jump into a lot of sports that are going on, lots of NFL news, two games that happened last night. God, I'm 0-2 already. Good God. We'll do that. We'll cover that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. This is Sonny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your rally at Eagles letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggies Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our products, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. 
Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus, two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. Gotta love yourself some French vanilla coffee here in the morning. One hour delay in our program as uh, only two games normally we're packing a three-hour show. Uh, We will normally do a three-hour show in our staggered schedule. Again, we'll let you know about that as we come across it. Our staggered schedule starts not this next week because we don't even know if we're going to be on the air, but the week after. And it's a good time for the stagger because I'll be at SOAR Championship Wrestling yet again, and we'll be right there at the Sports Garden in Carrollton, Texas. Who knows? I might even do a pregame. I don't know. I it, 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 that, that's sometimes I'm amazing. Some we'll find out. It, we'll we'll see what we'll do. But uh, it, it's hard to bring sore championship wrestling on the radio. I mean, so I mean, you got to see it. And um, 
the promotion that I'm working for, we did it. We actually did a, a um, live video. And it was basically my audition, you know, after they asked me to do it. And then bingo, bunga bungo, here we are. Uh, but we cannot put that out because this is actually going to be a television show um, on the Internet. So that having been said, that's where we are. Uh, so we won't be able to put that up. And plus, I don't know if anybody wants to listen to me just on the radio call a wrestling match. So uh, I'll spare everybody that. And then you can see the action. I saw bits uh, bits and pieces of clips of the show. Um, that the show was axed as far as what we did two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Um because of lighting and not because of us normally. Hey, I, I would say, Hey, maybe we stunk it up enough that he didn't want to put it on there. No, it was all about lighting and folks. And I will tell you if it, if you can't, can't see anything out there, that's a problem. So that having been said, so check out sword championship wrestling. It's a lot of fun. Now we are going into our first half hour. The um, fine co-host of our program is out there getting the high and tight. Getting his weekly haircut. Yes, I said weekly. I I I, I don't know that he, I, he might be a little bit high maintenance. I don't know, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that having been said, of course that's the name of the show. There are a lot of things that happened uh, in, as far as the sporting world is concerned. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm sure I got to keep an eye out for our fine co-hosts. But what we're going to do is I'm going to go in. Let's talk about the games that happened yesterday. And I will just start for my locals since they're here. And, guys, hey, Dallas Cowboy fans, congratulations. Now, granted, I did not pick the Dallas Cowboys to win this football game. And let me just be the first to say, I have not watched one minute of this football game except a clip. And, guys, it was a pretty brutal clip. Wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys goes down in a gruesome, and I mean gruesome, injury, Alan Hearns. And so here's what happened. Catches the ball, and guys, his foot was turned sideways. A total dislocation of the ankle. And this happened in the first quarter of this playoff game. And I got to tell you, they were passing the video around because they were putting the game on the video screen at SOAR Championship Wrestling so people can keep track of the Cowboys game as they enjoyed the night of football. But Alan Hearn, in the first quarter, suffered this injury, and then two hours later, he was under the knife. Broken ankle, total dislocation of that ankle, and a uh, break where the bone meets the ankle from the leg. I, I, he was being 
he was being drugged down by Seahawks uh, Bradley Mc, uh, McDougal at the end of a 14-yard catch. And guys, it, it it was gruesome. It was so gruesome that when someone told me, they said, here, watch it, you can tell me what it was, and I was almost took the phone and threw it. I, I don't like seeing injuries like this. This is, this is that devastating injury that, first of all, is horrible to watch. Second of all, it, it could kill a career. And I want to tell you right now, it was one of those things that I just I could not believe I was watching at the moment. It was gruesome. It was ugly. It was scary. But what is interestingly enough, something like this, as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, that is a turning point in the game that goes completely in the opposite for the Dallas Cowboys than the result that we saw last night. Something like this is a turning point that turns a team completely in a three in a 180, and they're never able to regain what happened. I, I will give the Dallas Cowboys credit where credit is due. That didn't happen last night. And the fact that it didn't happen last night, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to ask the, the man. My co-host of this program, Cuervo, I know you were, I, well, I'm just going to assume I know you were watching the game. If I wasn't a sore championship wrestling, I would have been watching the game. But that was brutal. And that, and besides knowing the final score, I have not watched one minute, and I notice how I say not one minute because that injury took less than a min, minute. I have not watched this game at all, but the Dallas Cowboys pull off a great big win after suffering a huge, huge loss. You can say whatever you want about the talent of Alan Hearns, but I will tell you right now, he's a big part of that offense. He is, Sonny. Good morning to you. Uh, yeah, not exactly the highlight of, uh, of my uh, life uh, as far as doing good things, but but I'm just the you know, of showing or what happened because I did I did send the video in the uh in our chat in our Facebook I, chat for those uh, yeah you know in case I didn't watch it, it. <laughs> yeah it was it was a one time thing I, I I showed it and uh, I sent it to you guys and I haven't watched it since to be honest with you but um you know, look it doesn't matter if if it's if it's you know the best guy on your team or the number fifty three guy on your team. When something like that happens um, it does change your mentality, not just in the game, but even after the game, because all you're thinking about is, you know, your teammate, your brother in arms, or at least most people are thinking about that. So yes, I think for the Dallas Cowboys, it, it was a moment for them to rally around each other um, and say, look, you know, we, we we're, we're down, you know, one of our brothers went down, but don't let that define the outcome of this game. And, and, like you said, I mean, you know, you got to give a lot, a lot of credit to the Dallas Cowboys for not letting that moment dictate what was going to happen in the game. So they went in there, uh, finished the game out, and they got themselves a good victory. Look, Ezekiel Elliott took care of the football. 
he made big plays when when uh, they were needed. Dak Prescott made a lot of big plays when they were needed. And overall, I think the Seattle Seahawks just looked flat, Sonny. I mean, I know Dang there it. was a couple that of big, is, what I, heard. I know they made a couple of big defensive plays. You know, KJ Wright with that interception in the end zone, that was a big play. Other than that, that though, big. I mean, the defense just looked – they just looked flat. Well, the team looked flat. Russell Wilson looked flat. So, it, it didn't look like the same Seattle Seahawks team that everybody was was hyped up about going into the playoffs. You know, the team that was protecting Russell Wilson was making plays on the defensive side, making plays in the passing game, you know, since the, the running game is, is kind of anorexic over there in Seattle. But um, – it, it just it didn't it didn't happen. It, it looked like the Seattle Seahawks team that we all thought we were going to get for the two eight two thousand eighteen season. Oh, a team that couldn't protect Wilson, all that stuff. So it, it was really if you're a Seahawks fan, you got to be really disappointed in the way that they performed because that that was not the same team that got them into the playoffs. Only 73 yards rushing as a team. That's what they were living. The, I don't want to say living and dying by, uh, because whenever you have Russell Wilson, you, you don't necessarily live and die by the run. But uh, only 73 yards. And coming into that, they were one of the uh, NFL's leading rushing teams. So Russell Wilson, 18-27, 233 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. But the Dallas Cowboys, they, they scored when it, when it counted the most. And you're right. And, folks, I, I, I sat here on this show and told everybody about Dak, Dak Prescott. Now, what I have been able to do in my little time that I have been awake before the show is look at what everybody's talking about, how they love Dak Prescott. It goes back to how fickle that the Dallas Cowboy fans are because now today they love your quarterback. And, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, that was not the majority thinking before this football game. But I told everybody, Cuervo, that you're going to be very happy that you got this young man at the quarterback position, not just for this year, but just for the years to come because – if you take a look at this Dallas Cowboys team, okay, since day one when he stepped in for Tony Romo after that preseason game where he got nailed in the back and that was bit, that was it, this Dallas Cowboys team for the last three years has been a different football team each and every year. Obviously, the first year when they go thirteen and three, or I'm not, uh, thirteen and three, yeah, and then last year not making the playoffs, but still nine and seven, and this year ten and six, winning the division. Folks, you, you Dallas Cowboy fans, you got to realize you've got a quarterback that has only played in this league for three years, so everybody loves Dak today. And I don't know if it will be a mistake in the next round. Of course, you'll tell me about where all that seeding lines. But I will, I will tell you today, and we can mark the date down, is that Dallas Cowboys fans love their quarterback today. Sonny, uh, sorry about that. I'm walking up the stairs from my high But anyway... Um, you know, they should they should love him every day though, because definitely the 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 Dallas Cowboys drafting him, you know, just the fact that he was available when he was available. I know he was a late round pick, but the fact that 
you know, the Dallas Cowboys had that that intuition to make the decision to draft him, I think it was a blessing in itself because a lot. I mean, the other the other thirty one teams could have drafted him too, but Dallas had a had a you know conviction about what he was going to be able to do for them, and you know the rest is history. And and look, you know. Uh, I, I'm going to say this, Cowboy Nation. L- listen, listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. If you don't want Dak Prescott in Dallas, let me tell you something. The Arizona Cardinals would love to take that quarterback off your hands. The Jacksonville Jaguars would love to take that quarterback off your hands. The Denver Broncos would love to take that quarterback. There's so many teams that would take that quarterback. So fast that you wouldn't even realize he left town. That's how fast he would be gone. So, you know, for you spoiled cowboy fans out there, you better count your blessings because if you, you know, can't accept him as your quarterback and, and he decides that he's not getting his fair shake in Dallas, and then not because of the fans because he probably can care less, but if for whatever reason the organization – doesn't feel like he, he's going to be the future, which I don't see why that would be the case. But the, the, the bottom line is, you know, there's going to be teams that are going to be, you know, sticking their neck out to get him. So, I mean, to, yeah. for Cowboy fans, look, just, just be blessed that you have this guy because there's a lot of teams that would love to take him off your hands right now. The big question in Dallas today, Cuervo, without question, did Jason Garrett save his job, or was it even in jeopardy? I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think it was in jeopardy at all. 10-6 and six win the NFC Championship was going to be enough to retain this guy regardless of what happened in this game. Now, granted, the Dallas Cowboys have not had any success hardly at all uh, in the first round of the playoffs, so they get over that hump with Dak Prescott in the third year, so they don't have to worry about that anymore. They made it into the next round of the playoffs, which is always a big thing. Uh, but now, uh, so do you think that Jason Garrett's job, first of all, was it in jeopardy at all, or did they need to get this win to keep Jason Garrett, or or do you still feel that Jason Garrett is still walking the tightrope right now? No, I don't think there's a tightrope, Sonny. Uh, I think if, you now, had they lost last night, I think the hot seat <clears throat> would would start to be warmed up uh, down there in Dallas. And I know we, it's it's almost like the Marvin Lewis situation, where every year we talk about it, and then nothing happens. And then we talk about it again when the Dallas Cowboys don't make the playoffs, or they they're one and done in the playoffs, and then nothing happens. So it, it's kind of it's it's almost like a broken record where. We talk about the same thing at the end of the year, and then it's the same results. So, but I think winning this game last night, I think it saves him for another couple of years. Now, if they go into New Orleans and they win that game, that's a whole different. He may story. never go. <laughs> right. I think that. I think that buys him. I think that buys him an extension. Look, you you've talked about it, Sonny. All you got to do is get a little bit of whiskey in Jerry Jones. And, and he yeah. hands out extensions like it's like it's the candy, you know. So that's all you gotta do: go into New Orleans, you win that game, get a little whiskey in them, and, and before you know it, you're the coach for the next five years. And and, 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 and. 
and there's something to be said that now, guys, understand something. You're talking about a football team that that is the center of the universe in the NFL. Let's just be honest. And and the simple fact of the matter is you as well as me and as many other people don't like that because they sell it. But I will tell you, this year, Cuervo, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they have accomplished a lot of things. This really has nothing to do with, with uh, getting over a hump. This is actually getting through the things that mental midgets in the NFL cannot get past. And what I'm talking about is, is getting over it. We talked about it, the big win. You First of all, you get the big win in New Orleans. Then you follow it up with a big win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, granted, did they put the foot on the throat against the Indianapolis Colts to put the division behind everybody a week earlier? No, that didn't happen. Indianapolis got the victory, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But the next week they actually do go and they choke it, choke it out and win the NFC Championship to where they can actually coast in week uh, 17. Oh, but contraire, mon frere, this football team did not stop. And now, granted, when there's nothing on the line in reality in a football game for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, taking the risk is not a big deal because nothing's on the line. I, I, if, if that was a risk that they would take, if they were playing for the uh, NFC, uh, NFC East championship game or to win it, we probably might not have seen them go for two for the win. They might have kicked a field goal. And I will tell you, that's one thing I know would have happened. So, but as far as Dallas Cowboys fans are concerned, when you get that extension and you have that success, the people who are – maybe complaining about the Dallas Cowboys. They are complaining about Jason Garrett, don't get me wrong. But I will tell you, I think most people are complaining about their offensive coordinator. And, of course, I'm talking about Scott Lanahan. And I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent, but Jason saved his job. Scott Lanahan, depending on what happens, I think he is still on the hot seat. But I don't know if that would be a good thing for them to get rid of Lanahan now basically because this guy has been Dak Prescott's offensive coordinator for three years. But one thing does have to change, and every Dallas Cowboy fan will admit, they need to be more creative on the offensive play calling because sometimes if you end up – if you end up like a guy like – oh, what do you say? Dirk Cotter, you know what's coming your way, and they have – the Dallas Cowboys, that's one part of their game they have to change for them like that. I, I, I like the little uh, little side nudge you got in there on Dirk Cotter, because uh, we oh, all know you who? love him so much. Uh, oh, Dirk. yeah, Dirk. <laughs> yeah, the other Dirk, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, listen, I, 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 I'm with you, Sonia. I think if you change offensive coordinators now, that's, that's the reason, and, and a lot of people don't mention this factor, that's why a lot of quarterbacks struggle in the league. And I'm talking about veteran guys because yep. you, when you change offensive coordinator, Sonny, you're asking for a quarterback to completely data dump everything that they've been doing under that other offensive coordinator. And now you've got to learn a new playbook. Now you've got to learn new languages and audibles. And, you, and now you've got to learn uh, new uh, everything. 
because every offensive coordinator has their own style, their own way of doing certain things. And, and when you – because it, it, it's easy to say, oh, we just need a new offensive coordinator. Nobody takes the time to take a step back and think about, okay, if we change offensive coordinators, what is that going to do for – Dak, what is that going to do to the offensive line? What is that going to do to the receivers? Now they have to learn a whole new route tree. Now they have to learn all new, uh, uh, you know, plays, all the plays and, and, and study all that. There's a lot that goes into when you change offensive coordinators on a football team. Yeah. The easy thing to say is fire him and let's get a new offensive coordinator. That's the easy part. The hard part is when that new guy arrives and he says, all right, guys, this is how I want things done. You, that, that whole offense has to completely forget everything they've been doing for the past however many years under that old offensive coordinator, and now they got to start from scratch. And that's why a lot of times when you see teams with new offensive coordinators, it doesn't look very good at the beginning. And over time, it starts to get better throughout the season. So I think in Dallas's situation, you know, as the saying goes, Sonny, if it's not broken, then there's no need to fix it. And I know Scott Linehan has a reputation for, you know, he, he's had his ups and downs in the league. You know, he, I mean, definitely. if I'm not mistaken, I think he was the head coach of the Detroit Lions when they went 0-16 back in 2000, whatever it was. I think he was the head coach of that team. But, you know that that's that's a prime example of you know the ups and downs of Scott Linehan in his in his career. I think that for him, this is a good position he's in right now, considering the the way the Dallas Cowboys have played and and how well they've done and all that. So, I, I necessarily I don't think that would be the best move for the Cowboys right now. Um, I think where they're at offensively, I think where they're at defensively. I think you just stay packed. I think the Dallas Cowboys should just, what they what they need to do though is find a replacement for Travis Frederick, and we've talked about this before. Uh, you know, unfortunately, with his health, he's probably not going to be able to play football again. So they need to start looking at who they're going to draft or, or sign in free agency to replace Travis Frederick. Well, well, first of all, by the way, data dump. That was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, that 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 might be the 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 phrase of the day, data dump. I like that. That was that was pretty good. But getting back to what you said during that time, first of all, Lanahan was the offensive coordinator of that uh, uh, Detroit Lions team. He wasn't the head coach. Of course, we know who the head coach is. I put a little note in about someone who was. Uh, was leading that football team getting an interview with uh, the Cleveland Browns, which we may discuss a little bit later. Uh, But he was the offensive coordinator there. He was the head coach of the St. Louis Rams from 2006 to 2008. Uh, That's when they lost – a lot of injuries happened when he was the head coach there and they had a passing attack with Mike Martz and things of that sort. So that's where – that's where he's really kind of coming from. And and, and with the help of Mike Martz – I'd say again. Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Who was the coach of that team then? That Detroit Lions team. Well, the, I don't remember. Well, I, I was, honestly don't remember. Well, the the one that I made mention in our group about a certain coach that got a 
um, got a uh, an interview with the Cleveland Browns just a little bit earlier. I don't know if you remember the uh, the post that I put out, but it was when Jim Caldwell was the head coach of that football team at that time. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. So, I, I thought. Okay. I I thought he was coaching Detroit more recently than that. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, yeah. They. Hold. Let me just. Well. Hold on. I, see. That's the bad thing about me doing this off the top of my head. Hold on. Let me just make sure. That was that was the Sonny Clark assumption. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Let's see here. It was either it was it was either him or the one that came past uh, uh, behind him. Who um, coaches? Let me hit this button right here. Of course, I misspelled it, but at least Google now. Here it is. All right. It was either it, it was it, it, it was Jim, oh. Jim Caldwell. All right. Jim I found Schwartz. it. All right, so mark that. It was Jim Schwartz. It was not Caldwell. So we got to take a couple steps back. It was Jim Schwartz who was the coach. He was the coach 2009, 2013. And, oh, no, Cuervo, it was Jim Caldwell. So I was right. Um, where, where, because they went – I think they went that – they didn't go – uh, oh, and sixteen. They went one and fifteen, if I'm not mistaken. I've got it right here, Sonny. I think I think we're getting our our bad Detroit Lions seasons a little <laughs> mixed up because there's so many of them, right? <laughs> but uh, all right, so here we go. It was the 2008 season. It was 2006. Believe it or not, in Dallas Cowboys fans knows this name. They they know they know yeah. this name. Rod Marinelli. The he- Rod Marinelli was the head coach. Yeah, the GM the GM was Matt Millen, who got fired in week four. Oh, that's and, uh, right, Matt Millen, the CBS Sports and uh, analyst. Yeah, was the, you're you're absolutely right, Cuervo. That so it was before Schwartz. So the reason why Schwartz got got hired, uh, Rodman. That's right. So there you that, go. I, there you go. Uh, that yeah, that that's a need everybody here in Dallas knows. So um, yeah. But, well, uh, yeah, I mean, the point, the point of the whole story, Sonny, is that it, it, Scott Linehan was not a part of that 0-16 team. I, for some reason, I thought he was coaching that team, uh, but uh, I was – No, he was uh, – yeah, he wasn't even – he, he wasn't even the offensive <laughs> coordinator at that time, so. He had nothing to do with the Detroit Lions that year, so I was wrong. <laughs> well, well, Cuervo, I understand that because I was – about this game, I was wrong about this game. Um, as now, I definitely was trying to make it interesting, Cuervo. But I will tell you this: if you remember correctly, if you go back a couple of shows, uh, what I said: if the Dallas Cowboys were going to win, they had to do one thing, Cuervo, one thing, and that one thing was score at least twenty-four points. Guess what? The Dallas Cowboys scored 24 points. I was on the money on that, and I was right. Because when it comes to Seattle, I'm not saying they have an explosive offense, but they can score at any time. So, And you've got to give also the 
the props to the Dallas Cowboys defense, especially in the fourth quarter when they prevented them from scoring and getting in there. Those two touchdowns from the Dallas Cowboys in the fourth quarter were money because Seattle was on their uh, was on their behinds big time to try to make a make an effort to get in there and get the victory, which kind of unfortunately blew my my theory that we'd see the Seattle Seahawks in the NFC championship game. And I had a friend, I was doing the commentary who guy, I don't know why he listens to the show, but he does. He says, so after the game and after the show, he came up and he said, so does that mean that you think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be, uh, going to be in the NFC championship? And um, I, my answer to I don't that was really so, simple. Jim. Yeah, I don't think so at all. And, so, but, hey, Cuervo, you, you're never going to guess what I'm going to do here. Hold on one second. I got to go up here, go down, and there it is, right here. Oh, it's the wrong one. I, I, I like that one, but I like I like this one. This one right here. He likes here. that one, too. Yeah, but I like this one. This, this is Brian Carvin from... Williamsport Talk. How you doing, Brian? Good to hear from you this morning. Doing well, thanks. I hit the Seattle game last night with the spread. I had Seattle plus two and a half, so I won that game, but I lost the pick'em. Congratulations to Dallas. You get your ass kicked next week in New Orleans. Congratulations. (laughs) Well, it does go back to the point where I was talking to the guy at at Sword Championship Wrestling. Yeah, he asked me if I thought that the Dallas Cowboys were going to be in the NFC Championship, and my answer was simple. You, no. Worst thing to happen to Dallas this year, guys, and you tell me if I'm wrong, the worst thing to happen is them embarrassing New Orleans the way they did. And now they get to go to New Orleans, probably the loudest uh, dome in, in the playoffs they're, they're going to ever see. And I think New Orleans is going to – with ease, jump all over this Dallas team and Prescott on the road. We know how he is. Dallas is a pretender. They're a fraud. The thing is, Seattle's in a rebuilding season. They suck, and they almost won that game. So, you just got to look at it. Dallas is a one and done. They're going to play this. They won one. Now they're done. They will beat nobody, whether they go to the Rams or whether they go to the Saints. They're done. Well, I you guys agree with that, or do you think I'm crazy? No, I I don't necessarily disagree with you, but what I will say is that when you look at the Rams and you look at New Orleans, one thing that they're known for this year was scoring big points. Now, granted, those points started going down towards the end of the season, but they are not just going to walk on the Dallas Cowboys. I hate to even say that because it just makes me mad uh, because I was was wrong about them winning this game so you know but just the difference and I'm not saying they're by the way I think their defense is not as great as everybody's talking about but what they do is they have to make when and if they have to make plays they've actually been able to do it now if you go back in their past when they had to make a play they couldn't they couldn't make a play to save their life so the answer to the question is is can they make a defensive play at the right time of your game to help them win a football game that's what the answer was. No. It, 
No, no. Let's not forget that Russell Wilson's probably the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I don't know why people love this guy. He's he's uh, he's an average quarterback. Let's just be honest with it and just call it what it is. Prescott beat an average quarterback with no help last night. And so and, they were favored to win, and they won. So let's just see how Dak Prescott does against an elite quarterback. Yeah, Russell because, Wilson isn't because, an elite quarterback. Because, well, I will say this. You're absolutely right about that. And, and Cuervo, yeah, when you do, the, we start doing the comparisons and everything else. In this, as far as this game is concerned, or anything else, you start to. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, that's one thing that you start to worry. You start making the comparison of what you may or may not see. Now, Cuervo knows what's going to happen, who they're going to play. Cuervo, what is the scenario on who the Dallas Cowboys will play based upon today's game, which we're going to get to here in just a moment? Yeah, so, Sonny, basically, as far as obviously the NFC side, if the Chicago Bears win, which they probably will, um, Dallas will wind up going to New Orleans. Now, if somehow, um, you know, hell freezes over and the Philadelphia Eagles uh, win today. Yeah, they're not going to beat the Bears. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but, it, but if, you know, like I said, if, if pigs start flying and, and the Eagles actually win this game, uh, then Dallas is going to find themselves over here on the West Coast in L.A. Uh, playing the Rams, and then the Eagles would be going to New Orleans. Well, I'll be honest with you. Dallas has a better shot of beating the Rams than they do the Saints, I think. I agree. 100% solid agree with that. Um, So they better hope that this Philadelphia Eagles team can somehow get over the hump. So so that having been said, let's just do it this way. Let me hit this button, go here, go up here, and hit this button right Whoop. Man, my my mouse is about as crazy as mine. There we go. Let me hit that button right there. Let's go into that game. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. That game is the second game. But since we're on the subject, the Philadelphia Eagles right now, they're in a situation here now where they got a, a, they've got a quarterback. Even when their quarterback goes down, and, of course, we're talking about, you know, Carson Wentz going down, uh, they, they have a quarterback. And, and the, the Super Bowl MVP has definitely turned around this team because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles would be 9-7 and seven if Carson Wentz did not get hurt no. because they were they not playing good football at all. Well, well, he's a spark plug, guys, and – and, and think about this, and I don't want to interrupt, but you, you think he's kind of not 100% himself, right? Holes is not. And he's got some rib issues and stuff. Imagine going on the road and playing this defense. It's the nastiest defense in the NFL. He takes yep. one wrong shot today. His season's over, and it's probably going to be over anyway. But I just can't see. I know he's a great story, and he's provided energy to the team, but – I don't think the Eagles have enough energy left to go to Chicago and win. They've been in playoff mode for half the year. And um, riding this high and being able to do it, I just don't think Chicago's the team that that really that you can go and do it. They've been doing it against teams without great defenses. Now they're going to face a nasty defense on the road. And I just 
I think the line on this game should be higher than six, guys. I think the Bears are the best team in the NFC right now, and they're going to show it today. Well, I don't know about the NFC. Hey, Cuervo, by the way, how's your head? I know I know we're doing all this bear talking. I know your head is beginning to expand big time. You know, are you, are you okay over there on the uh, West Coast? Are you all right? I, I'm, I'm managing, Sonny. I, uh, I, I had to walk through the door sideways, but other than that, I'm good. <laughs> um, okay. By the way, by the way, just so you know, Sonny, you've got two bear fans on the line. Tarvin yeah. officially no, has yeah, been anointed. We have a converted bear fan in, in Tarvin. How you are you okay with that? How you feeling about that, Tarvin? Are you all right with that? Yeah, I feel good about it. You know, I can have my Panthers, you know, and I can I can root for them when they're in the playoffs and when they're playing. But my second team, my one A here is uh, the Chicago Bears, and Cuervo anointed me into the to the the mafia here, so I'm a part of the Bears <laughs> fan base, and I'm I'll be pulling for the Bears throughout the playoffs, and I I really think because I came on board at this time, the Bears will win the Super Bowl. Oh, so you're the I got it. So you're the deciding factor that they make. I I got it. I understand. But hey, this one here, in all seriousness, this is first of all, I I don't think the line is right either, and. As much as I just want to go on the other side, just to stab it into, you know, Cuervo's uh, side there, I, that that number it was at six and a half the other day because I was looking at it, and I, I'm asking why? Why is it not yep. bigger? Is it because we don't see the Dallas or see the Chicago Bears in the playoffs? Is it because we don't normally see a team like this? Is it because of what the history of what the Chicago Bears have been? past the time that they won the Super Bowl. And even when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to Indianapolis, um, this has been an average team at best. Now, the big moves in reality, and, and, and the GM should get the GM of the year for pulling the trigger and getting Khalil Mack on that defense. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think we're talking about – Cuervo, I don't think we're talking about the Chicago Bears right now it, with, a, with a home playoff game, we could be talking about the Chicago Bears at being on the road as a wild card team as well. Right. And, you know, and that's okay. I, I, I don't mind that uh, the Bears are not getting too much attention or that, you know, I think it's more that people are trying to hype up the Philadelphia Eagles for, for a couple yeah. of reasons. Number one, obviously, being the defending Super Bowl champions, you don't, you don't want to just completely write them off and dismiss them because of, you know, who they're playing. But look, the Eagles, they did a lot to get in, and they needed some help, but they, they took care of business to get into the playoffs. So, um, you know, I've heard a lot of people saying that they are the hottest team in, in the NFC right now. And you know that they're you know they're the team that nobody wants to play against because they're the defending champions and Nick Foles is back you know leading the playoff well, charge and okay you know and that's great uh, you know if, if that's what you believe in okay fine my thing is and look it, it, it's interesting so I found a, a, an older video of one of our favorite people Colin Cowherd right but I listened to what he was saying and it made a lot of sense actually what he was talking about did you guys well, what know did, that the teams, what did, yeah. the teams so here we go so did you know that the teams with the best point differentials 
in the NFL made the Super Bowl. Right now, the Bears, I believe, are the number two team in the NFL as far as point differential is, con- is concerned. So if, if we're going off of that, that theory, right, and I can see why a lot of people are already saying, like, hey, the Bears are going to make it. They're going to make I, I, I want to reserve that comment as, as a fan just because I, I believe in the jinx factor, and I don't want to jinx my guys. So um, do I want to believe uh, you it? Won't. Absolutely, I want to believe it. I want to believe it 100%. Um, but, look, they got to get past today's game. They have to. They have to yep. get. I think if they win today, then it's like I mentioned on Thursday show, Sonny. If if you can beat the defending champs, knock them out of, out of their run, defending their title, the confidence is going to be through the roof. Um, and I think I honestly believe that they'll be able to compete whether they go on the road to New Orleans or come over here to L.A. And. Especially but, yeah. L.A. Cuervo, because they, they, they took all the confidence. They cut the nuts off of the Rams, and I don't think the Rams will remember that. I mean, I, I think they'll remember that, and I don't think they have the manpower to come back and say, oh, we're going to get even. I think they're scared. I think the I think the Rams are afraid of the, the Bears after what happened. And, 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 and one, one last thing on this game, the reason the line's so low is people – they like the underdog. They like the story of Nick Foles coming in. And it's you look at the point. last three to four weeks, how, how good they played, uh, they don't want to get it too high because they know people are going to bet on the Eagles. They want to bet on the good story. The great story is this backup quarterback comes in and ignites their team when, when they were out of the playoffs. Here he comes again. So I think, guys, that's my final take on it. Um, I think a lot of people will be on the Eagles today. Take those bears and run to the bank. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, are you on? Are you on air tonight, uh, Tarvin, or do you know yet? I don't know yet, man. With this toddler okay. at home, it's really hard to tell. I mean, seriously, it, it, my wife's hurt. She broke a rib, cracked a rib. She's eight months pregnant, just about. So it's just hard for me to tell. Oh well, yeah, you're not going to be on. But but those that go back and you want college football, this guy. By the way, he he made a run for the uh, for the championship in our pick'em league in our three uh, three guys there coming in second. Good job on that. You had a thirteen and three week that just blew the pants off of me of yeah, holding on to the second place spot. So I, I appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Tarvin. Yeah, good, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the shout-out. I'm the first loser, thanks to Cuervo. So. Yeah, thanks. Oh, Cuervo, Cuervo was on. And, and, and Cuervo didn't have, like, any a lot of great weeks, but he, he was consistent to run that 10 and 11 each and every week. And so, you know, me, you know yeah, me hitting about, you know, I, I had three weeks where I hit, like, 12 and 11 and 113 so but the other the other weeks were so god awful so consistency is the story right Cuervo yeah that's what it's all about you got to be consistent so yeah it's hard I know I haven't been on your show in a while but uh but I mean if if you if you are on tonight please let us know I mean tomorrow's the national championship I I I would definitely jump on make some time to to jump on and talk yeah, and, and and just so you know, guys, real quick before I run, I like Clemson to win the national championship tomorrow night. 
And uh, what games earlier today? We have the who plays earlier? The uh, I'm picking the the Bears over the Eagles, and who else plays? Chargers. Chargers and um, the Ravens. That's gonna be. I cannot wait to watch that game. I hope the Ravens win, but I have a sneaky suspicion here that the Chargers are gonna take. But I will talk to y'all tonight. I'll let you know if we have a show. You got it. Take care. Thanks for hopping on for a couple Thanks. minutes, my friend. There goes the right, host of Way in Sports Talk. Well, yeah, good to have him on for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's always good to have Tarvin on. Uh, he always brings a, a different perspective. So, but yeah, you know, when when we were looking at this, and you know, back to the game because more importantly, you know, at one at one point I was. I was looking at certain things in this game, Cuervo, because I did do, uh-huh. I did do my due diligence in this game because it, because number one, it is the, it is the Bears. Okay, so you know, it, well, I am a I Bears fan. That. I admit it. I, I'm a Bears realist just as much as I am a Cowboys realist. But what I was looking at is is that I think the Chicago Bears fell in a great situation. Because I think that if they played the Minnesota Vikings in this game, I think it could have been a totally different game. I think the Minnesota Vikings might have had an opportunity to be able to beat the Bears. And I think the numbers might have been even lower in that game if it was Minnesota. Because obviously, number one, Cuervo, if it was Minnesota, it's the NFC North game. Number two, those are dogfights each and every week during the season. Now you just add up on the fact that this is for to move on in the playoffs. I think the Chicago Bears are lucky that they didn't get the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to tell you the reason why. If you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and if you've been watching them all year long, and the reason why you do is because they are the Super Bowl champions, and what happened? You're talking about the Eagles that have relied upon backups and reserves after losing three-fourths of their starting lineup on the defensive side of the ball with season-ending injuries. Never mind the fact that you got you lost Carson Wentz. So they already were a walking mash unit before they, they got to this game. Um, never mind Nick Foles, you know, uh, filling in as well. But what I was looking at is the, the Philadelphia Eagles are not that dominant defense that you're getting with the, with, with the Chicago Bears. It, that part's not even close. What you're getting on that defense is a team that will make a play here and there at vital times, and sometimes that's better than having that dominant defense. Because if you look at second-year pro uh, Douglas, uh, Russell Douglas, I want you to listen to this. Douglas has only played 10 snaps in the first five games, okay, and he led the team Uh in interceptions at the time. So when – the starters start going out. This second-year guy had to step up. And I also have that uh, Maddox, the rookie, okay? He's had to step up since they lost uh, Darby as well as uh, Mills. A double whammy there. So you got really, in reality, a third stringer in there doing what they got to do. And, again, it's not about the dominant play of the defense. It's making a play at a vital time. And that's what the uh, Philadelphia Eagles have been able to do all year long since this, you know, it was about week number three. They started having guys go down everywhere, whether it was Corey Graham, um, whether it was uh, Sullivan also went down as well. So there were a lot mm-hmm. of injuries in the secondary. Um, so you're getting third and fourth stringers playing well 
at vital times of football games to get them to where they are today. Because I will tell you, I'll go back to it. I'd be afraid for – I would be afraid if the Chicago Bears were taking on the Minnesota Vikings, Sir Cuervo. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, 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 think, I think that it's one of those situations where, you know, that they swept them in the regular season. And, and, you know, sometimes it goes the other way around. You know, you sweep in the regular season, then you play them in the, in the playoffs, and it's a different story. So <clears throat> I have to look – I have to go back and look. That might have been the situation yesterday where Houston swept Indianapolis in the regular season and the Colts turned around and beat them in the playoffs where, where it matters. Yes. Um, yeah, they, no, they, they split during – just to let you know, they split during the season. So, yeah. That's what I figured. I just – I wasn't 100% sure. Um, that's why I, that's why I was saying I'm, I might want to take a look. But if you already know the answer, that's why you're yes. the best host on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. So um, and the hardest. Yeah, I get one. Was, I get one yeah. out of seven right. You know, so I'm right. I'm on a roll. <laughs> but you are still the hardest working man. That's Tony. right. There don't don't let anybody tell you different. I will claim that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I just think that the you know the the, the Bears know what to expect from Minnesota and you know I think they would have had no problem I mean they played they just played them last Sunday so yep. going back home and playing them again would probably have not been as stressful I guess um, but you know with the Philadelphia Eagles look they haven't played them this year last time they did play them it was last year in week 9 or 10 whatever it was and they blew the doors off of the Bears in Philadelphia yes. So exactly now, with that being said, now we're talking about a different Bears team, okay? John Fox is gone. Oh. Mitch Trubisky has, uh, you know, some experience under his belt. Sounds like you got what you got, Sonny. No, no, go ahead. No, oh, okay, yeah. So Mitch, Mitch, you know, he's he's played some games. He's got a season's worth of games under his belt. Have a little bit more now, and. You know, I just think that you know, the the aura of this this team, this Bears team, is something that I have in my in my lifetime as a fan have never seen before. Even with the team that made the Super Bowl in two thousand and six, I mean, the defense was dominant. It reminds this this year's team reminds me, you know, quite a bit of that team. The only advantage this team has is the offense is much better. Much yes. better, a lot more efficient, much better quarterback. Um, you know, the re- the name Rex Grossman just makes my ears want to bleed. But th- th- that's not you. what this conversation is about. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, the the point I'm making is that 2016 even didn't really display or show the type of brotherhood, the type of of chemistry that this team does. There's just something about this team, Sonny. You know, like, prime example, you know, a couple weeks ago in San Francisco, right, that whole thing with Richard Sherman, uh, the outburst happened. I I mean, I've never seen a Bears team come to the defense of a fellow player so fast like they did for Anthony Miller uh, when that all happened. I've never seen that in, in, in in a Bears team before. So that, that kind of showed me that this team really is, is tight with each other. They look out for each other. And look, and not to mention, look, they have fun. They have fun playing the game, whether they win or lose. Um, 
I think that, you know, I don't know if you've seen it, this whole club dub thing that they've got going on. People are going to hate it. People are going to say, oh, you ripped it off from the New Orleans Saints. Look, everybody copies somebody throughout yeah. throughout time, okay? So to, to, to use the, well, we did it first. Okay, well, you know what? The Bears do it better. How about that? So, you know, what, what, what's what's the argument? Um, but, like I said, there's just something about this team, Sonny, that, that really I feel confident going into this playoff team. Like, you know, I really do think that this team can go all the way. And, and, and people on ESPN have already predicted it, whether you think they're crazy or not. Um, but I, I see a lot of the same things that those people are seeing, and it's the it's the the the, the unity, the togetherness, the brotherhood that they that they show that I've never seen in a Bears team before, and and I and I'm I'm enjoying it. I love it. And and I'll tell you where it happened. I, I I'll tell you where the year just really turned around. It was a game where I didn't think the Bears were going to win, as they went and took on the L.A. Rams. Okay, 15 to 6. Now, I want you to understand something here. This is really simple. There were three interceptions in that game, one of them right down in the red zone. It was pretty it was pretty sad. But that having been said, those three interceptions, the Rams were only able to get three points off of those three turnovers in that game in December 9th. Okay? Now, you also got to remember that was the game, the first game that Mitchell Trubisky came back after missing two games because of that shoulder injury. So, you know, you look at what Mitchell Trubisky did. If you take away from that Rams game, what he has done is be able to read defenses better than he had prior to the injury. So I don't know if he had a lot because this guy, so last three games, he's got a passer rating of 109.7. Okay, 63 of 83 of passing, 644 yards and three touchdowns within the key, the key stat, because those numbers don't wow you, okay, but the key stats is no interception since in those last three games. So when you look at what the doubt of what the Bears have been able to do after that, and even including that Rams game, because again, if they, if he only throws two interceptions and they don't get the three points out of it. The Bears might have even won that game. So that having been said, when you got a unit that's uh, here's one thing that the Dallas or the uh, Chicago Bears have got to worry about, and they don't even have to worry about until they're knocked out of the uh, out of the playoffs. Is their defensive coordinator Cuervo? I'm going to tell you right now that your your boy over there. Um, Fan, uh, Fangio, I think is how they say his name, uh, Vic Fangio. Okay, this guy is a must-have for the for the Chicago Bears for next season. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because in order for them to go far into the playoffs, it's going to be because of the defensive plan. And right now, this guy, he, I, he's 60 years old, and he has got people coming out of the word, woodwork wanting to hire this guy as a head coach for the first time in his career as well. So in four seasons, all right, he's turned this defense of the Chicago Bears to what Everybody is used to real, you know, Bears fans, monsters of the midway type things going on. So I will tell you right now, Cuervo, 
One thing that you've got to worry about past this season is being able to keep this guy as your defensive coordinator because if you remember correctly as well, he was up for the head coaching uh, job for this team as well. Yeah, I'm afraid of that too, Sonny, and it, and it kind of makes me wonder how how this defense is going to play today knowing that there there are, you know, stories, rumors going around that that he's getting looked at for a head coaching job everywhere. You know, is is it going to affect the way that this defense plays? That's got me nervous. That actually does. And I just hope that it doesn't affect the way they play. Hopefully they go into the, you know, they have the mentality of, look, hey coach, if you're going to if you're going to leave um to go take a head coaching job somewhere, uh, we want to make sure that you that you leave here a champion. I'm hoping and I'm praying that that's the mentality that way he can show up to his new job come next season with a ring on his finger. So that, that I'm hoping is, and and, and they don't, they don't use that, this as a negative thing. Like, man, we're about to lose coach Fangio. This really sucks. You know, you got to embrace it, embrace it. And, and like I said, go out there and, and let him leave a champion. And that way, man, he can start off as a head coach, show his show his new team. But like, you want one of these? You're gonna do what the heck I say, and you know whatever happens from there happens. So, um, well, like I said, I'm hoping that that's the case. I'll tell you right now, Cuervo, the turnaround on that defense is is so noted. And also, just last year, Cuervo. All right, this year, I mean, thirteen and three. Mm -hmm. Cuervo, uh-huh. the Chicago Bears were 14-34 and 34 in the last three seasons under John Fox. I, that's one game less in the, well, the winning Bears column. Well, the Bears finished 12-4, but yes, I see what you're saying, though. I mean, yeah. 12 wins in one year compared to 14 in three years, that's, I mean. Can, can, yeah, I mean, I, I will tell you, that that's a turnaround that, that well, in reality, you know. Can we talk? All right, Joan, okay, yes. That is the turnaround of a football team. And so I don't know, you know, obviously when you look at it, you, you say Nagy was, was the right hire. Let's, you know, let's be honest. Uh, but at the same uh-huh. time, you, you get back to the fact that, is that where is that success coming from? It's, it, it's even in reality because no offense to your boy Mitchell Trubinsky. He's got some great stats as far as quarterback rate, but this is not the guy that blows the socks off yet. Okay, he's not he's not a Drew Brees. He's not a, he, he, for all that matters. Yesterday's winner and Andrew Luck. This guy does not throw for yards and yards and yards. This is a guy that is, and I don't want to say it's even conservative. I just say it's the right amount in order to get a win in the in, in the NFL. And it's hard to get wins in the NFL. Hell, just ask the Cleveland Browns last year or the year before that. Okay, it's hard to get wins in the NFL. Um, so where it, where it is, it's the combination of consistency on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive ball. And, and not only that, Guerrero, we haven't even talked about the special teams play that has happened for this football team. And I'm talking about getting down on kicks because if I and, – and this is not me even looking, okay, Cuervo, and I don't even know if there's a way to find it. But the Chicago Bears on the special teams, after they kick uh-huh. the football, 
they might be the best in the NFL as far as allowing the yards after a kickoff or a punt because those guys get down the field quicker than any team in the NFL that I have seen. Now, that's the eye test more so than knowing the stats. Um, but they get down the field, right. and that first guy might not always make the tackle, but he either, A, clips them enough to slow them down for the next guy, or B, turns their direction and where they run right into another guy. So whatever they're doing on special teams as well is amazing. So they don't just have a one punch. They don't have a two punch. They got a one, two, three punch that all sides of the ball are covered. Yeah, they do, Sonny, and, and you're right. I mean, um, I'm assuming that the reason they're so good at it is probably because they work at it a lot, um, you know, as far as getting their gunners down the field, covering the kicks, covering punts. I think that's another thing, too, is, is covering punts. Um, yeah. They don't really allow a whole lot on punt returns, which is still equals field position. But I tell you, there's another part of the special teams that's got me a little concerned, too, and that's the kicker, Cody Parkey. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, he has games where he's just on it, and then there's other times where he can't hit the side of a barn. So, um, you know, I, I just I hope we get good Cody today because <laughs> if, he misses, if he misses a few field goals and it almost costs us the game, he's going to get cut tomorrow. If the Bears escape – the game with a win, but Parkey's got like three missed field goals. Yeah, the Bears are going to be going to that next game with a new kicker. So I really hope that that's not the case for his case, for his sake. I hope he doesn't miss anything, not even an extra point. Don't even miss an extra point because yeah, you're going to find yourself. Yeah, you're going to find yourself unemployed if yeah. that happens. So we're all on the Bears. That, that That's obvious today. So we're all on the Bears, and I love the Bear Talk because this is the time of the year where it has to happen for them if it's going to happen. So good stuff there. That having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. Um, it, I set it up if we even go over as far as watching the game a little bit as we're on air. That's fine. But the next yesterday's game, the Indianapolis will take it a huge win. Let's be honest, 21 points. That was first half where both. So one thing that, you know, when I – now, that game I did get a lot of time to watch. You want to talk about a team that was flat. That was the Houston Texans. But the Indianapolis Colts – now, I want everybody to stop the craziness. Now, Andrew Luck has been absolutely wonderful. And, they, yes, they got a big win. But Cuervo, they didn't score in the third or fourth quarter. And I'm going to tell you right now, if that was a different team, that could have spelled trouble for the Indianapolis Colts, depending on what the result was in reality. Because the, the, when you look at Houston and what they did in that game – the simple fact of the matter is they didn't score for the first three quarters of that game. And whatever you want to say, all right, you know, even though it was, you know, pretty much right away in the fourth quarter, the Indianapolis Colts defense blanked out the Houston Texans in three quarters. And I will tell you that 90% of the time you're going to end up getting a W, and that's what ended up happening there yesterday. Yeah, and it goes back to what I said on Thursday, Sonny, about, you know, this, this Colts team is a lot more balanced than the teams, you know, in the past that have made the playoffs. Um, this team, this Colts defense is a lot better than the Colts defenses that we've seen in recent memory. So I think that, you know, it goes back to what you were just talking about. Look, they, Houston didn't score their seven points that they got until 
what was it? Was it the third? 11, it 11, 11, the third or in the fourth, fourth? quarter? Yeah, it, it, no, right? So the eleven oh six in the thir- in the fourth quarter, and and, and yeah. the only reason why I was watching that game, I'm going, geez, they haven't stayed at the end of the third quarter, and when they went to break, I was like, holy crap, they haven't even scored in this game, and it, with with the guys, I mean, it, say whatever you want about Deshaun Watson, okay. Granted, you know, first time in the playoffs, but you're talking about a dynamic player. And the defense, hey, listen, the defense, even though they gave up those 21 points, they didn't play all that bad in reality. So you need, there was nothing on the offensive side of the ball for the Houston Texans in reality. Uh, so giving up 21 points in that game of that magnitude, you that, that defense was solid yesterday. Even though they had a rough first half of the game, they blanked them in the second half which is what they needed if they were going to even either A, be close or even get the victory. That defense tightened its belt in the second half, and that was that was big. And that goes back to what we're talking about into this game, Cuervo. The Indianapolis Colts, they better learn how to score in the second half because they cannot be blanked in the first half of or the second half of any football game, and especially now because look, look at the fire that power that's going them, whether it's Kansas City, where, you know, whether it's going to be the Chargers or however how that works out, you're talking about offenses that can score and score a lot. And even though that defense has been playing well, like you, you even said it on Thursday, that defense has been playing so much better than they have in the years past. They are going to get wiped out in reality if they run up against the Chargers, if they run up against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the, those, those guys, that, one of those two teams can wipe them out in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. actually, it's going to be Kansas um, City, by the way. If I'm not, oh no, no, I'm looking at something wrong. But you know, you know it is. You're right. No matter what happens in today's game with the uh, Ravens and the Chargers, Indianapolis is autom- because they were the sixth seed. They're automatically right. going to Kansas City. I thought that was right, and, and I will tell you mm-hmm. right now, that game's at Arrowhead. God, I wish I was sitting yep. in that hotel that I was in Kansas City um, out across the street, and you could see right into the bowl. You could see the, see what was going on in the field. Um, it, it, that right there, I would I'd just pay just to have that seat. Um, that having been said, Indianapolis – the difference, I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough, but that was a big victory for the Colts, so we'll find out how that game goes next week. Uh, we're going to try to get on air sometime during the week, wherever we'll talk about that. I'm not sure when it'll be, but this game, the Chargers in Baltimore, I, it, listen, I, I love the fact that you, you know, you've you got a good football team that's headed your way uh, in Baltimore. Uh, this is the year. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. They're going to lose today. The Chargers are twelve and four, and the Ravens uh, the Ravens are ten and six. And frankly, the Chargers should be thirteen and three. We won't get into that. That's not what the final one is. The Chargers are a different football team this year compared to the years past because uh-huh. we've watched the Chargers. Whether in one portion where you go back in in a seven year stint, they made the playoffs, missed the playoffs, made the playoffs, missed the playoffs, made the playoffs, and missed the playoffs, and it was just the way that was going. But this is a total different, you know. Chargers football team coming into this game against the Baltimore Ravens. And you can say the same thing about the Baltimore Ravens, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball, when you got uh, Jackson at the quarterback instead of Flacco. 
I think that's actually an advantage for the Baltimore Ravens in reality coming into this game against the Chargers that it is Lamar Jackson more so than Joe Flacco, even if Flacco was completely 100% healthy. Because there's not a lot of film on this guy. Oh, but there'll be enough film on it to offer it offseason. Uh, next year is next year, but if they're going to do it, today has to happen. Uh, they got to get past it. A offense that can this offense could put up 40 points, but that Baltimore defense is tough, 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 Cuervo. So when you were looking at this game, what was it about this game that you know? I oh, I and I just lost it. So here, let's do this. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll get them back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. This is Sunny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com.
Monday and take it for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. All right, leave it to Blog Talk Radio to mess up, but hey, I think we're back on. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're talking about the, the games. My my fine co-host is eating, uh, so uh, hopefully he'll be back here fairly quickly. Uh, but talking about this game, and, you know, let, let, I, I wanted to break this one down uh, from the whole time. It, you know, six years since the Ravens have hosted a playoff game, by the way, just in case you didn't know that. I mean, you got to go back. Remember Joe Flacco was on a roll. He led his team to the playoffs for a record five years in a row, and then uh, six of seven. Uh, so, when you look at Joe Flacco, what he's done for this this franchi- franchise, it's obvious this guy has been a valuable portion of where they are and where they were. The big question that if you are a Baltimore Ravens fan is who's going to be the quarterback of this football team? And we, you can sit here and say Lamar Jackson all day long. And I don't know if I would necessarily disagree with whether or not he would be. Me personally, I would say that it can't be that guy, and not be, and it's not because he's not good. It's just because of the experience factor on what it is. But at the same time, when you look at this football team, where they were before Joe Flacco went down, it kind of goes back to what you talk about as far as the Philadelphia Eagles are concerned with Carson Wentz at the quarterback position and where they are now with their quarterback that might lead them maybe past the Chicago Bears, maybe. I don't know. Um, you know but it's the same thing that's happened here because I'll be honest with you. I don't think the Baltimore, we would be talking about the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs right now. So the fact that they made the change, it's something that people haven't been seeing a lot, they, they, how to address it. And there's a reason why there's a sophomore slump, folks. It's not just because the, the quarterbacks have figured out or just stopped figuring out how to play football in the second year. It's because defensive coordinators 
all they have is time in the off season and to break down anything and everything that you do as a rookie in the second year. That's why second year slumps, sophomore slumps are out there. And this right here is a classic example of what may and what I think will end up happening. That's why they got to keep Joe Flacco and is that, Lamar Jackson is going to be able to be studied down in the offseason. Now, granted, we're not in the offseason yet. Granted, there hasn't been hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours that defensive coordinators can just break down your game. They can put a lot of people on it, but defensive coordinators need to know what's coming their way. So that means that defensive coordinator itself needs that time to study in the offseason. And that's all defensive coordinators will do, especially, first of all, if they know they got a job and where they're going to be. There's not going to be any big changes in this division except maybe as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned. I, I think as far as the Bengals, depending on what's going on defensively, that once those jobs are filled – I will tell you that most of their time will go to Lamar Jackson because especially in that division, you got two games against them right away. You're getting more than 20% of your games with with one team. Never mind if you meet them again in the playoffs. So what do you have to do? break down the film, and an offseason is plenty of time to do that. And that's the reason why sophomore slumps happen. It's not because all of a sudden these quarterbacks forgot how to play the game. It's more the fact that they haven't forgot how to play games and their tendencies get exposed in the offseason. But it's a good thing for the Baltimore Ravens right now because, again, I don't think we would be talking about the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. Again, Six years since the Ravens have hosted a playoff game. And that comes, and there's a lot of reasons why that's happening, but you guys got to figure this out. There are a lot of things that have happened in this one. But I'll go back to Lamar Jackson compared to uh, Dak Prescott and Tony Romo and uh, Joe Flacco. Tony Romo couldn't get this team to block for him or to save his life. Same thing right now when Joe Flacco was the quarterback for this football team. Just couldn't get it done. And the spark plug that is a Lamar Jackson slash Dak Prescott is the reason why you're seeing the success on the offensive side of the ball for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm sorry, it's true. So now, when you look at all these things that are going on, Flacco, benched, Lamar Jackson, um, you know, they end up 10-6, and and then they get the Chargers now today with Lamar Jackson, there's no more pivotal game that is a defining moment on both sides of the ball for both quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers, can he get over the hump of the Baltimore Ravens today? That's going to be a big story. And normally we're talking about a football team. You know, listen, the, the, the Chargers are 12-4. and four. They should be hosting. But by the way the rules work, division teams get the home field advantage, regardless what that record is. This game should be played played in Los Angeles. It's a damn shame that the, the Chargers get by all the way cross country to go play the Baltimore Ravens. I'm telling you, it's a damn shame. 
me, I say you take the playoffs and you rank them, and then whoever has the best records has the home team. And that way, U.S. and Kansas City and Los Angeles and the Chargers have home games all in the same division. But that's not the way it works. Uh, and I, I frankly think that that's one of the rules as far as the way the playoffs are figured out in the NFL has to change. Because when you got two teams within a division, 12 and 4, guys, 12 and 4. I want you to think about that number, 12 and 4, and then go back to it because the Kansas City Chiefs are also 12 and 4. It's a damn shame that we have the Chargers on the road. And, and I don't know. The Chargers can look at that. They can figure out a way somehow to motivate their team in order to, to stay in a game that really – I'm not saying that the Chargers lose that, but the rules have stacked a deck against the Chargers team that played their asses off all year long, and they're on the road in the first round in a wild card, more so than sitting at home or without a bye. Now, Kansas City is a big part of that. But that whole thing is a mess, and the NFL needs to change it, and they need to change it quick because a team like the Chargers should not be on the road in the first round of these playoffs. Now, I know. I'm the, I, I, I guess I, I got to use my dad's line to me, okay? I say it's not fair, but guess what? And no, Mike Greenberg's son did not say this first. My dad said it many, many, many moons ago when I was a little boy. Fair, a fair is a place where you judge pigs, not in the NFL, and that's what's going on here. But Philip Rivers has been nothing but spectacular all season long. I've got to give it to the rookie, even though I don't want to. But I'll give it to the rookie. He has sparked this team to where they are today. And frankly, again, if it wasn't for him, they would not be there. Okay? You know, I call him crab legs. And I always call him crab legs. But if he gets the – I will tell you right now, that Joe Flacco – may never see an NFL field as long as he plays for the Baltimore Ravens if somehow the Baltimore Ravens beat the Chargers today. And I don't even care if he throws for 100 yards. He'll do it one way, with his legs or maybe having a decent decent with his arms. So right now, the Chargers, this is their first, first post-appearance since 2013, their second since 2010. Okay, that was... The, the the run of how they did things every other year they'd make the playoffs. I I credit the big dog for noticing that because I didn't. So Baltimore coming off a three year absence out of the playoffs. Um this one's gonna be huge. So the Chargers. Here's one of the things that you've got to look forward in this game. Yes, I did my due diligence on this game. The Chargers have been outscored 14 to 13 in the first quarter in the past six games. Guys, that right there could spell the end, especially if Baltimore figures out how to get up on the board in the first quarter. But if Phillip Rivers can get up and over that hump and not let that be a part of this game, they've got a really good chance of winning this football game. 
Now, if you also look at it, okay, that was they were outscored 43 to 14 in the past six games. Rivers has thrown an interception on the opening drive in the last three games, okay, which has only – here's one thing about that. It has resulted in only 10 points. It could be 21, but still, those are points on the board that you can't get back that he is personally responsible for. So you've got to look out as far as that is concerned, and if that happens in the first quarter, that could be a turning point in the whole game. Los Angeles has outscored their teams, though, being the Chargers, 64 to 55 over the first 15 minutes. All right, so the first 10 games, they outscored them 64 to 55, and the last six games, they've been outscored 43 to 14. What is different? What is different is Ken Wisenhunt has put a kibosh on Philip Rivers throwing interceptions. He can't do it. And not only that, they're having an opportunity here to get in there and make a big deal. They have an opportunity to go out and get a – and you say whatever you want, and you can talk about teams and who will play who, but – I'm going to tell you right now that the Chargers will blow the pants off of Indianapolis if they win this game. But an Indianapolis and Baltimore game, now you've got me interested. So the fan in me wants Baltimore to win this game so I can see Indianapolis and Baltimore. The fan, and then plenty to talk about, but unfortunately, I don't know how much we're going to be on there next week because a, a very busy week for the hardest working man sports radio. But I will tell you, that game intrigues me more than the Chargers and the Indianapolis Colts because the, 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 the Chargers will destroy the Colts. So the fan in me wants to see Baltimore win. The guy that looks at these games says the the Chargers are going to win this game. I will give that reason as really simple as one word. It's experience. That experience that you get with Phillip Rivers at the quarterback position changed the the whole prospect of this game. And there is no other way to say that, you know, maybe, maybe, They were all set and ready to go, but they haven't figured it out. So so what I'm saying in reality is Baltimore, they better figure out something different and something new. But it will be without, in reality, what you see out on the football field. It will be with a rookie quarterback, guys. Let's be honest. How often are we talking about rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs? Not often. And when you do say rookie quarterback in the playoffs, you don't say success. So depending on what the, the, how people feel about rookie quarterbacks, whether you're a homer, I don't want to talk to homers in playoffs time. 
I, I want to talk to people who have no – and you can say whatever you want about Cuervo. If, if his team was going to lose this game, he would root for the Bears and pick the other team but root for the Bears. You gotta, I, I, I don't want to hear about how Lamar Jackson's going to beat this football team because I don't see it. There's nothing that says that we'll see it. And not only that, you have to have more production in reality from a quarterback to pass the football in this type of game. It is that simple. You can't have a quarterback who throws on an average of 180 yards and a touchdown and, and win a playoff game. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't. And the odds, you can talk about the odds all day long and the numbers, what they say all day long. But I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I think the Chargers wipe the floor with the Ravens. And the only reason if it doesn't happen is because that defense will show up and be stout. And then the pressure goes right back up on Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position to get the advantage after a good defensive stop. I mean, I I think they do. I think they wipe the floor on them. So now watch out for the kickers in this game. Justin Tucker has only missed four field uh, field tries this season. Two were blocked. He ranks first in NFL history, history at 90.1%. 90.1. Guys, that means he, he, it's almost as Mr. Automatic as you can say, because those four, those four misses this year, okay, all right, Put a damper in that average because that average would be at 95, okay? Okay. Watch out for uh, the rookie kicker on the other side, Magley. Uh, I will tell you, 15 to 16, uh, the Chargers have had seven kickers the past two seasons. They finally got their guy. You can say whatever you want about that, but I will say, I will say this. When you got stability at the kicking position, you win football games. Just ask Justin Tucker. He's been able to win football games. These guys have to have ice in their veins in order to be successful. And that's what you got with both of these guys. So I think the kicking team, they they blank each other out. Uh, The defenses, I think the defenses are pretty compatible. These are tough defenses, both sides. I think Baltimore has a better one, but here's the thing. When you got guys that can make plays like Joey Bosa, it changes the complexity of a game, and you don't have to have a dominant off or a dominant defense to be successful to win a game. You just need guys to be able to step up when it's time. You can be dominant all day long, but the domination has got to result in something. Whether that's wins, stops, or whatever the case may be. So I think the defense on both of these teams block each other out. And then I go to offense. There's no question in my mind who the better offense is here. And that's the Chargers. Then there's no question about who has the most experience. That's the Chargers. Ken Wisenhunt, if you remember correctly, led the Arizona Cardinals in the Super Bowl, although they didn't win that game, although they should have. 
So the experience factor is huge here on the Chargers. But as I talked about all season long, the Chargers are known to drop games they have no business losing. But that's not the case here today. This is the playoffs. So you can throw all those regular season games that they lose stupidly out the window. I'm not saying they won't play stupid or won't do it, but that's not a factor, I think, in this game. I really don't. So it's going to be a good setup here. Now, we talked about it. Indianapolis, 21-7 over Houston. Big, big, big result there. Indianapolis moves on. I love me some Andrew Luck. I've always, by the way, I've always liked Andrew Luck. Only thing I begged that guy to do is shave his neck. Okay, he he looks he looks god awful, and and by the way, any woman who thinks that's good looking, come see me. Oh my god, shave that crap, man! Get it off of your neck. But yeah, I don't know what it is about football players, but all of them. They, they whenever I grow a beard, guys, I don't I don't have it grow on my neck. You grow it on your face. They call it. Facial hair for for a reason, a beard on your face, not your neck. Ah, uh, scruffy dog looking. Oh, uh, anyway, I guess not everybody can look like Peyton Manning. That guy, I, I don't think your guy even goes out without shaving, regardless. I don't even think he goes to the corner store to get a cup of coffee or 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 uh, anything. So, good stuff. Well, guys, that's gonna take us up to the game. Um. I'm not sure who Cuervo is on. Let me, I'm going to send him a message as we're going to go off air. Who do you have in the charger game? Maybe we'll get that. I'll set, uh, turning on my TV. Let's see here. This is the charger game. So it will be on CBS. And, uh, I gotta find the remote. Anyway, but th- that is what is going on here. Um, I'm on the Chargers, and I'm waiting on Cuervo to find out who he has. Hit that button right here. Go all the way here. Boom. All right. I hope I have that right. I do. And then take this right here. There we go. There we go. So, all right. So I got my, I got the game up and it's ready to rock and roll. So that that's really going to do it for us today. So I'm on the Chargers today, and in the NFC I am on the Bears. Uh, so we'll find out what's going on. So that's going to do it for us, everybody here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll catch you next week, guys. We'll keep you up to date on when we will be on air. Everybody have a good one. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. Of course, my music isn't playing. Why is my music not playing? Gotta love Blog Talk. There it goes. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. All right, we're out of here, everybody. Have a good day. Chargers and the Baltimore Ravens now on CBS.